the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where we encourage you to think big and act bigger. Along with your help, Cornerstone Transitional Housing is here to break the cycle of homelessness in the greater San Diego area and help men and women get control of their lives. As long as poverty, injustice, and inequality exist, none of us can truly rest. Now, here's your hosts, John, Ed, and Blaine. Hey, well, good evening, everyone. Thank you, audience, for joining us. Uh, This is Blaine Nurse with Cornerstone Radio. I'm here with Ruthie tonight. We do not have Pastor John or Pastor Ed, and we've got a special guest. We have Stan Kaplan with us. Um, We're going to be going over some, uh, just a lot of things that are going on in our city. Uh, We're going to go question and answer. Uh, We're going to have some political questions today. Um, But, you know, we always want to start the show out with the praise reports that's going on in the in the streets in the in the parks that we serve um, which is cornerstone radio Um, it's a very very big issue homelessness is a ginormous issue in our town and uh stan welcome welcome for being here thank you so much for having me i'm glad you're here and i know you're going to give us some insight when it's going to come to homelessness absolutely and, and many other issues yes and ruthie you're always a joy Thank you, Blaine. Uh, um, you know, we'll, we'll go over some of the praise reports. I know that um, this weekend, this this time, this last time we were out in the park, what I found is that those that have been coming to um, be, you know, we give out food, we give out water, we give out clothing, we've noticed that the smallest gift, the smallest gift to not only someone who may be homeless, but even somebody who might even be live in a mansion somewhere. The, uh, what a gift does to people is it just softens their heart. What I noticed this past uh, time out at the park is that those that have been coming steadily, you know, we get them, you know, Stan, you're not real familiar. You know, we're giving them burritos um, from uh, a taco shop. We, we've got food. We've got clothing. We've got Bibles. But I noticed that they were very hungry for the word. We we were able to get out a couple of um, study Bibles yes. this week. Is there anything, Ruthie, that you remember, um, any any topics, any highlights from the weekend that you remember? You know, Blaine, I love being a part of this ministry. I, I love it because I see God working, and I, I see God working in the lives of the people we're ministering to. Like yeah. you said, they, they, they come up, they're, they're looking for some food. We, we were able to give them burritos and clothing and and water and hygiene items but most importantly we can give them the word and we can give them prayer and i've noticed that they're very open to prayer yeah so this last saturday i was able to pray with a couple ladies good yeah i I got to pray with livia and she's there every week every week she comes and every week she asks for prayer and she believes in the power of prayer and i just find that so exciting you know it's very exciting and um you know Stan, a little bit about us. Um, my life is involved with a lot of, of folks that um, have addictions. 
And I've mentioned to those folks, if you know, if we don't, if if we don't have an opportunity to teach them the them the Bible, who will? And you know, as we look at the homeless, you know, there's not a lot of churches. Not saying the church is judgmental, but they don't. Uh, the, our homeless don't have anywhere to put their clothing, their baskets, whatever, and they're not really presentable to go to church. And so what I'm what I'm finding in my mind and in my heart is these people they're hearing the word praise God I mean it's going forth I believe with power yes. um, and, and and that's one of those things that happened this past weekend yes. also there was there was just something laid on my heart and I just had to belt something out yes and um, and again we praise God for everything but um, we get to pray with these folks we get to read them scriptures and for two to ask for study Bibles yes. I, I just it just blesses our hearts. It does. And, you know, you gave Beverly that study Bible, and, and she said, and I'm going to take good care of it. You know what I noticed, um, Ruthie, is when we handed those study Bibles out, they held them to their chest. Yeah. They cherished them. They did. And and we have lots of little Bibles we hand out all the time, and, and um, but, but they held that Bible like it was an incredible, special gift, and they did. They wanted to honor that. Yes. And, um, and they wanted to just— It was a beautiful thing. Yeah, praise yeah, praise God, it was, and so that's what's going on in the streets and the parks. Um, we we know we can't change everything, but uh, Stan here, he's going to give us some some good good information to make some changes. I can't wait, um, and that's going to be my first question. So again, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, I just want to bring up homelessness. I've been blessed to be in so many parts of this United States, and it's we have homelessness in every city. And I got to say that the people that I spend time with, um, there's not a whole lot of solutions. So when it comes to homelessness, Stan, kind of give us some maybe some tools or maybe a one through five, or maybe you just got number one and you've got this thing covered. Um, but please first explain you know who Stan is, what your beliefs are, and then um, and then we'll go into homelessness. All right. Well, thank you. Um, I grew up uh, in the 1960s in the South, and things were a lot different. Um, I, you know, our family was very patriotic. My dad was a World War II veteran who was decorated, two Purple Hearts, and yeah. uh, we celebrated. Uh, Memorial Day and Fourth of July, and we were proud uh, proud of our country. Mm-hmm. And uh, even at that time, uh, everybody uh, could respect other people's opinions. And you wanted to believe that the people in Washington D.C. could be trusted. Uh, you wanted to respect the office of the presidency, regardless of who it was. And you really felt like you, the people that you sent, your congressmen, uh, were going to look after your best interest. Mm. Uh, I have been a small business owner uh, my entire career. I've uh, been self-employed. And I understand the work ethic that if I don't work, I don't eat. I've never, you know, asked for a handout. I, you know, was brought up knowing that you want to strive to be the best you can be. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you, you really want your freedoms that are guaranteed under the Constitution. You want to be able to voice your opinion. You want to be able to go to your place of worship. You want to be able to do the things that made this country great. Mm-hmm. And I have never been in politics prior to a year and a half ago. And how this originated was that 
I kept hearing the most nonsensical things day after day after day. Uh, parents that were concerned about their children's educations were deemed to be domestic terrorists. Uh, uh, you know, men can get pregnant. You know, uh, guys can go into the girls' uh, bathrooms. I mean, every day it was something more outrageous. Yeah. Even our foreign policy, the way we left Afghanistan, and it, it's gotten to the point where you have lost, or I have lost trust in the people that are in Washington D.C. So a year and a half ago. I I went down to the Republican headquarters because I uh, was looking at the 51st Congressional District, and I was wondering why it was unopposed by uh, a young lady by the name of Sarah Jacobs, who's a Democrat, very far left. I would call her socialist, maybe communist, and the Republican Party was not going to put up an opponent. And I said to myself, this is the United States of America. Uh, people should have a right to, and a choice to vote for their congressional representative. Yeah. But everybody at the party said that I can't win it. Uh, I'd be stupid to run. Uh, she has got lots of money, and of course she does from the Qualcomm family. And uh, the Democrat registration differential, which is 43% Democrat. But I said that's no excuse because there are people that would feel differently about her policies and let them have a right to vote. Uh, to make a long story short, no one would get in and not knowing anything, zero name ID and no money to run on, I entered my name uh, and I was the uh, endorsed congressional uh, Republican candidate in the last midterm election. Okay. If I can add that everybody that came up to me and said the first question out of their mouth, if they had been a career politician or some genius you know, consultant, how much money can you raise? And that absolutely turned me off. And what that told me was now we're at a point where politics and who is in Washington, D.C., it's because of the money. And that's not the way it's supposed to be. That's right. That's right. And, and I think um, so during this, uh, just you going through this, this whole change and seeing things that need to be changed. I mean, Ruthie and I, I know we, we would be in agreement and I'm, I'm sure many of our, our audience would also is that, you know, we need to at least have options. And, and so I just think that it's awesome that you're stepping it up. We need to have options. There's got to be a voice. And um you know, one thing, um, we're going to go through a lot of questions and, 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 and whatever we can go through today. But one thing I'm going to ask you, our audience, because I know you guys are a bunch of prayer warriors or you wouldn't be listening to this show, is we're just going to be asking that you pray for Stan Kaplan. We, we pray that you pray for this man. He's going to be going over his topics as much as we can tonight. Um, we, we are limited on time, but you can always research him. And I'm sure he's going to give you a website or he's going to get you uh, at least to a place where you're going to find find out who he is, what he believes, and uh, what we can do. So um, again, we'll go back to the um, the first question. It's good to hear about your life. And and, and I think, Ruthie, you and I, um, I'm, I'm approaching 60. I won't ask you your age. But, you know, we were born in an America where, you know, many of our, our family members were veterans, and they, they fought for this beautiful country. And we believe in the Constitution. And it seems like things are going a little wacko, um, I think, even for those who are even part of that side, things are getting a little unbalanced, and we do need a voice. We need some strength. We need God to just 
just show up, you know? Right. And if I could fast forward to why I am now running as an independent, because it was a strange transition. Yeah. Uh, I, I've come to the conclusion that once politicians get to Washington, D.C., a lot of them can claim, oh, we want term limits. And I will tell you, I promise your audience, you get me up there, and that will be the first thing I'll introduce. Oh. There's got to be turnover. These people have to know that it's not a career where they uh, they bend over for special interest, and then they come out richer than when they came in. That's not the purpose. The purpose is to pay attention to the people that put them there. When I'm on the street and I've talked to thousands of people, they're very disenchanted. They know that they're forgotten, and they want somebody that will take up for them. I mean, these people are having a difficult time paying bills today. Yeah. That's yes. important when, you're, when, when you go home and you've got the pressure of knowing if you can meet your rent. If your SDG&E bill is three months behind, you know, can I fill up my whole truck with uh, gasoline today? These are horrible, and this was not necessary for these things to happen. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's happening across the board. So, so – Ruthie, I'm going to kind of send it your way. I mean, it's great to hear about Stan. I am so thankful you're here. Um, and I know we've got to get to the points. We've got to get to the points of Stan. I want to get to what, what's on your heart and what you plan on doing about uh, what, what's going on in, in the 51st. Um, what would be your first question for Stan, Ruthie? So I have a question about the border. I'd like to hear your thoughts on the border. I have a big concern about that. When I when I look at the news, I see all these military-aged men coming across the border. I'm hearing about unaccompanied minors coming across the border, and I have a big concern about that. And so I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. Thank you, Ruthie. Uh, you know, uh, most of us have ancestors that came to this country legally. Uh, my grandparents came here across the Atlantic with a suitcase. They didn't expect, you know, cell phones and free places to live and free food and free health care. They came and they worked. They had a little bakery. They built a business, and they loved this country. Mm -hmm. They never wanted to go back to Russia where they came from because they appreciated what they had here, opportunity and freedom. And so today, if there's one thing that you can say about the border or about this country – you have to know who's coming into the country, and they have to respect the way in which they're supposed to come in. And that has to be legally. They have to learn civics. They have to learn about our country. They have to appreciate it once they get to be citizens. And that takes most people three, four, five years to do it right. And I'm incensed. I'm infuriated that they are letting six, seven million people across the border. And let me tell you, I can't blame these people for wanting to come and oh, get yeah. all the free goodies. But And you know what I would do if I were the president of any country other than the United States? I'd say, let me send... First of all, I'm going to uh, unload my jails. I'm going to unload every criminal that I got. Then I'm going to find everybody that's mentally ill. I'm going to get all my low-skilled workers, and I'm going to send them to the border. Uh, the southern, I'm going to see that they – I'll give them tickets. I'll get them to the southern border of the United States. Let the suckers take care of them. And you know what that's doing to our country? It's – it's burdening the law-abiding, tax-paying citizens that want to go use hospitals, that want to use schools. It, it's inflated the price of housing. And for what? It's so unnecessary. And these people come here on welfare, and they expect it. And that's another part. I'll tell you right now. Here's what I would do. I don't want anybody here illegally. 
whatever it takes. I don't care if it takes two walls or ten walls. I don't care if it takes the military down there. I don't care what technology, satellites, you name it, we stop it. And you know what else? I want Mexico to be accountable. There's no excuse for them to let those people in. They shouldn't have let them in through their southern border. And moreover, they're letting in fentanyl. It's, it's manufactured in labs in Mexico. So here's what we're going to do. I want the military to get involved. We're going to close the border. I want the drug cartels and the drug pushers wiped out in the United States. I want them eliminated. I want them to know you kill a child with your drugs, you're going to be executed. Then I'm going to take that military after we clean it up, and we're going to cross the border. I want them to go into Mexico. I want them to wipe out those drug cartels. I want them to to eliminate the labs. And I want Mexico to know you're on notice. You want any economic advantages or or incentives from us? You want any manufacturing? You're going to play ball with us. You're going to stop all this nonsense. So – You know, this may sound harsh to some people, but the time has come to put American citizens first and to stop this nonsense about the the human trafficking, prostituting little girls. You know, it's it's people need to talk like this. And that's one of the reasons I want to go to Washington, D.C., because when I'm there, you're going to hear that on the steps of the Capitol from me. Hey, well, you know what, Stan, what I've noticed here is you are extremely passionate. You 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 have so much. You're so passionate about this that it's almost as if you've lost a child to fentanyl, which I'm, I'm only using as, a, as an example because I've lost friends. I've lost family members to fentanyl. So your passion and your anger is like, we need to stop this nonsense. Innocent people are dying. Yeah, they got hooked on drugs. Sometimes, you know, there's, there's folks out there for the first time they decided to try to use a drug. And it was laced with fentanyl. That's right. Is, and yeah. they died. That's right. And and so, you know, I think for anybody, any human being that's passionate about life and what's right and what's wrong is, you know, we've gotta we've gotta stop. You know, we've gotta stop the drugs from coming across. And they they really are killing innocent people. They are. And and, and, and even our law enforcement. I mean, you you, they, you can't even breathe this stuff. So, so it is a problem. I, I don't know how we're going to tackle that one. but Well, uh, I've already written eight congressional bills, and I'm not even in Congress, okay? Because you want to talk about passion. I sat down with a, a 22-year veteran from the Border Patrol, and, and I said, what can I do to help you guys when I'm in Washington? He said, Stan, all this bickering between the Democrats, Republicans, it's just for show. He said, all we need is to enforce existing laws. Yeah. I agree. And so I wrote a bill that says we will enforce existing laws and anybody that doesn't enforce them is going to be punished. And that goes from the Mayorkas, the DHS secretary on down. This guy, the Border Patrol uh, agent told me they have told our chiefs to stand down and let this happen. Mm-hmm. This is deliberate. They're destroying our country deliberately. And I blame the Democrats and the Republicans for letting this happen. You know, I don't know about you, Ruthie, but you just brought a ton of light in this room there, Stan. The 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 borders, the the laws, they're already in force. Our constitution, it's already in force. Why did people start pushing it aside? What what happened when 
You don't have to come up with a new game plan, Stan. We just got to abide in what's already been put in place to make this country the greatest country on earth. We just need to go with what we had in the beginning. Exactly. And, and, and uh, look, I'm going to really stick my neck out right here, but I don't care if you're the president of the United States, a cabinet member, the head of the FBI or the CIA, or, you know, if, if you betray your citizens, if you are a traitor, you go to prison. Yeah. And, it, and unless we start enforcing laws and making people accountable from the president on down to smash and grab, okay? Yeah. I mean, anybody that can take a sledgehammer and go into Nordstrom's and, and steal up to $950 and keep getting away with it, I mean, uh, what's the point here? Yeah. The point is they're, they want criminality. They want our civilization destroyed as we know it, and we have to stop them. And I'm so upset uh, I, you know, uh, these uh, the Democrats, a lot of them believe it. A lot of them are just sheep. But the Republicans are to blame for not fighting and pushing back. And quite frankly, you don't have to speak like I am right now, but at least you have to show a little bit of passion, a little bit of energy, and get people to start rising up with you and pushing back. And Stan, that is for the safety of not only our own independence and our own freedoms – But, folks, the freedom of our kids and our grandkids. I'm a grandfather. And we need need to go back to the basics that we grew up with. And somebody's got to make a stand. And what what you – I mean, your ideas, man, again, I want to just – Really encourage our, our, our just our audience to please, um, and, and I'll have you go over that website before we're finished. Um, is there any other questions, uh, Ruthie? I know you and I are being a little quiet, but you know we've got Stan here. We want to hear from Stan. Uh, do you have um, another something that's on your heart? Yeah, I do. Stan, I love your righteous indignation. I, I think that's great. I agree with you 100% that they want criminality. I think they want chaos, and, and I think they want to divide us. And, and what we need now is unity, and we do need people to rise up uh, and use their voices, like you said. And, and real quick, I, I'm a mom. I, I was a, a baseball mom and a cheer mom, and um, I, um, am, am, I am concerned about biological males participating in girls' sports. I think that's a terrible injustice to girls. Yeah. And I, I wanted to hear your thoughts on oh, that. Oh, absolutely. Look, there's two genders. There's male and female. And I'll just let your audience know, hey, a male cannot get pregnant. Uh, a female can. She can have a baby. I mean, and there you go. And there's a difference between a man and a woman. Okay? Uh, well, here we go again. I'm just going to say it. The, the transgender population, those that claim that they're transgender, is less than one half of 1%. Okay, one half of 1%. That means 99.5% are not transgenders. Well, if you would watch the news, if you were from Mars and watched the news today, you would think everybody was a transgender. We have to stop this nonsense. We have to let people know, hey, these people, in my opinion, have some mental reason that they want to change their sex, okay? Maybe they need mental therapy instead of having their body mutilated, but anybody that participates in changing a minor sex, I want them in prison. 
Okay. Yeah, that's a bold statement. Okay. So now, Stan, um, of course, we only have 30 minutes tonight on this show. Um, we're thankful that you're here going over your views. But, but what we really need is our audience to be able to look you up, to be able to have access either to your email, um, whatever you have. Can you give us some information on how our audience can look into um, your life, your, just everything that you're standing for? Yes, thank you. Uh, I am also known as Kaplan America. For anybody that goes to my website, it's either kaplanforcongress.com or kaplanamerica.com because he's my inspiration, uh, and we need a superhero today to straighten things out. But I want to very quickly mention my signature bill to help people alleviate some of the uh, economic and financial pressures. It's the uh, Personal Income Tax Relief Act that I've already sponsored. I want to introduce day one. It will waive all federal taxes on the first $50,000 of earned income and give people more of a chance to breathe with their uh, economic problems that they're having today. But I encourage everyone to check out my bills, check out my platform, check out my TV interviews, and, uh, and, and, and vote for me. Vote for me. And if you're so inclined to support the campaign, you know, unfortunately, a few dollars is what it takes today. And uh, you have the ability to donate, support me, join the Kaplan America Club, and let's get America back on track to the way it's supposed to be. Amen. Amen. Okay. Yep. Uh, we're, we're on, we're on uh, the same team there. And, you know, as, as we... We spend a lot of time. I know that, uh, you know, the Bible gives us so many instructions as to who we are, what we are, who we are in Christ. Um, and you know what? We are to be, as we, as we go through even the armor of God, you know, we're to be truthful. Mm-hmm. We're to be righteous. God, Jesus is our righteousness. Um, we're to have that shield of faith. We're to have the, the sword of the spirit. You know, we, we, we need these things in our lives. And, and folks, tonight we're going over the physical. We're, we're, we're focusing on what's going on in politics is why we had Stan here tonight. Um, he's given you the information. I, I noticed, um, Stan, that Kaplan is C-A-P-L-A-N. Correct. So there's no I in there. So thank you for joining us, Stan. Um, thank you, Ruthie, always being here. Uh, next week we'll be giving you guys another praise report as to what God's doing. But we thank Goodwill for all the clothes they give us every week for these homeless. Sombreros for the burritos they provide. Skyline, Jeremy, and Tim over there. God, th- we thank you for you know just providing and helping us. Steve at Elkhorn Fordyce at had uh, vision and we're going to be spending time with you stan um i can't wait to see what politically what's going to go on in your life and what's going to go on in our city but we're going to team up together and we're just going to ask god to work and move and he's to get all the glory so thank you audience for joining us have a blessed night thank you for listening to cornerstone radio join us again next week at the same time as we work together to break the cycle of homelessness restore hope and help men and women regain control of their lives your generosity philanthropy and general contributions are always welcome and will make a positive impact on the lives of those in need every day take part in making a difference by visiting cornerstone transitional housing.org that's cornerstone transitional housing.org Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.